0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome to the Drawing Board Podcast with your founder and host, Andre Ebron. Listen, I'm excited tonight. You can tell I have the HBCU bands in the background. Shout out to all the HBCUs. Howard University specifically is playing tonight. And listen, today is the 100th show. Let's make some noise. I'm excited. And listen, I could not have done this without your support. I could not have done this without your prayers, without your continuous encouragement, without your your comments and your just everything that you've done to make this show a success. And listen, tonight we're doing something totally new. We are launching, we're relaunching the Drawing Board podcast with three new hosts. I know you're excited to meet them. And listen, some of you may already know them. Greg Starks with Sensible Politics is now a host on the Drawing Board Podcast with Starks Reality. You may know him as Wally Richburg, Darius McCaskill, the founder of and CEO of many businesses, but the Viger Corp, which has always, listen, always been a support of the Drawing Board Nation, the Drawing Board Podcast. In fact, behind the scenes, you didn't know that the Viger Group was working and helping the drawing board nation reach its, its current state of success. And then some of you all know him as Fresh Laundry. If you're from Fort Wayne, Indiana or St. Louis, you may know him as Theopolis Smith III. And listen, welcome to the show, Fresh Laundry! Was oh yeah, I'm turned on tonight. Sideways. Hey, I'm excited. I can, yeah, you sideways. I'm excited tonight. Let me go ahead and turn the music down. Listen, we are going to have an exciting time tonight. And so let me calm the excitement for just a second to say, listen, we are at 100th. This is our 100th show. We made it 100 shows, guys. And listen, let me give you the statistics to help you understand how important this is. Now, you know, I'm all gas, no brakes. So when I get a vision from God, listen, I'm moving forward. All right. There may be some obstacles. But it's all gas, no breaks, And most podcasts, believe it or not, don't make it past their 10th show. So for us to 10 exit to be at 100 shows. Listen, I'm just thanking God and happy to be here. So uh, let me go ahead and do it justice. And let me bring my bring the other host on, not my guests. These gentlemen are my brothers and in some way have supported the movement of the drawing board nation. So let me start. I've known Gregory Starks, uh, who is actually my cousin, uh, but we call each other brothers. I've known him practically all my life from from playing baseball as kids at Village to listen. I was going to Northrop and he was going to Southside and I would take some personal days from Northrop, you know, catch the drip. I was taking some personal days as a high schooler and I was going to Southside High School uh and walking around and joining classes and i wasn't even on the roll i was so much a part of Southside high school that when it was time for the showdown i actually got a chance to perform with alpha omega and i wasn't even a part of the school all right so shout out to nyla little john and drew and the rest of those guys that allowed me i was a sophomore they were seniors but i was up there seeing my cousin my brother greg uh we've been with each other through many transitions Uh, from high school to college, to him being my best man. I mean, you know, one of my groomsmen in my wedding, to uh, supporting the Drawing Board podcast, the Drawing Board Nation. Uh, He was definitely drove all the way from Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, to Detroit, Michigan for the Drawing Board experience. He served on the staff and made sure that we were all together uh, handling business. So shout out to Greg Starks. Uh, He's going to join us later but his podcast that he currently runs is called Sensible Politics. Sensible Politics. So if you know Greg, you know Greg is extremely opinionated and never to and never afraid to express what he thinks and feels. So you're going to get a chance to experience him. And then my cousin by marriage, but we call each other brothers, we always greet each other with peace, bro. Because uh, we come with peace and blessing, realizing that we reign, we rule, that we're being fruitful, multiplying, increasing, subduing, subduing and taking dominion in this earth realm. Shout out to my brother, Wally Richberg, Darius McCaskill. Welcome, my brother. What's up, bro? How you doing? Oh, man, listen. Hey, we doing King stuff. That's what we doing, right? That's it. Yeah. And so, uh, and listen, Darius was uh, one of my groomsmen because I got a chance to marry his cousin, who he grew up with, and uh, just accepted me as a brother. And one of the things that I loved about uh, when I met him, uh, I could tell he was checking me out to see what my pedigree was, see what was going on with me, and I was dating his cousin. And for me, that spoke volumes. Uh, Why? Because it was this one principle that my mother taught me, that if uh, a young lady's family doesn't come to check you about coming into their life, it means that she hasn't been protected most of her life. Right, wow, that's real. And so she said, when you meet a family and they're checking you, and every cousin you meet, and every you know whoever is checking you to make sure you on your p's and q's, Mm -hmm. it means that they also have been protecting her and looking out for her her entire life. And so, hey man, listen, hey we family. So I'm excited to have you, and I love you, bro. Yes, sir. 100 show. show. One hundred. Yes, sir. (laughs) Hey, hey, D. When we were I was hitting you up, man, and the struggle was real and, and uh, just had a vision and an idea. And uh, mm-hmm. you would be there, man, as a thought partner, a prayer partner, somebody to encourage me and, and support me. Like that means I, hey, that's a million, man. Thank you for and always challenging me, too, man. So I'm going to drop this clues bomb on them as if I was on the breakfast club. I'm going to drop this bomb on them. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, when I was so angry years ago um, because I was uh, unjustly let go from a position, you said Dre. You can't attract to you what God has for you if your heart's not right.
2: Right, right, right. That's right. Yeah.
1: And so, man, listen. I just, I'm just dropping bombs today, man. Right. And I had and to do can that. tell I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. And so, I, I took that wisdom, and as you can tell, man, when your heart is right, uh, right. you know, you right. attract to you. And right. I know that you can uh, vibe with definitely the great Lauren Hill. She said, "How you gonna win?" When you ain't right within that's real that's real yes sir that's real. yes sir and so and then my brother fresh laundry theopolis smith came all the way Let's from Florida, indiana to detroit michigan to participate in the drawing board experience listen man you blazed the show theo i don't know how you exactly. did it man you were you were painting a live piece you were talking to the audience you were painting the live piece upside down. And then you were even throwing in some of your Jamaican bikes talking about Booyaka.
0: <laughs> man, I need another trip, man.
1: I need another trip. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, we hey, listen, June, June 2021, the drawing board experience is going down again. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, man, you happen to be married to a young lady, Dawn, uh, Dawn, who I grew up and went to school with her. And man, to see you all killing the game. Uh, I know that you were able to uh you did the art for her book that she released. Uh yes. you're around Fort Wayne, Indiana, just painting the town, murals everywhere. They're getting ready to change it from Fort Wayne to Theo Town to Fresh Laundry, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's and so uh you excited. <laughs> Yes, sir. Hey man, from uh I see people are shooting music videos in front of your artwork. I see that your artwork made it all the way to London. I yes. mean. Yeah, just I see celebrities, you know, uh, hanging your artwork, everyone from Spike Lee to Supercent to Andre Ebron. I mean, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, it's going down. It's going down. So uh, I would be remiss, brothers. I want to launch this one in the air, this question. Uh, as we approach uh, today is also, uh, you know, Election Day. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So just want to put that out there, man. Like, how important is voting in your household? How did you approach this election? Any thoughts, any ideas? I want to go ahead and just address the elephant in the room so that we can uh, talk about this excellent partnership that we're getting ready to launch. But I would be remiss of my responsibilities without lifting the fact that we need to go out and vote. What do you all think?
2: Right. Oh, most definitely. I definitely believe we all got to go out and vote. I mean, it's it's a duty of ours. Um, and then, I mean, also, I mean, it's... How can you complain when you're not when you're not speaking your mind and you're not doing that the first thing you're doing that is through your vote you know so um that is the big elephant in the room I mean and I could say <laughs> for us as a as a as a people as a people you know that's our that's that's our number one thing that we need to do definitely go out and
1: vote yes sir I see little cuz in the background too <laughs> all right. yeah no we family men around here so no, that's all good. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, yeah, sir. What I, about you? I don't know. what us, man, it was definitely some uh, some praying
0: times. First and foremost, uh, making sure that we are getting the understanding about um, who's doing what and um, who's leading our nation. I think that's important. Those are values. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll even say this, man. I, I watched something today. Even if a person did not vote, it's still okay. And the reason why I say it is because you may not understand it fully of why you should vote. Um, mm-hmm. But in all, you're getting get understanding. I say. Right. Um, and I think, um, some people, they feel like if, if I don't vote, um, it's something wrong with me or, you know, I don't want people to feel any kind of way. Cause I try to do with the love of Christ first and foremost, cause they just don't know. Um, but I will say for my household, we definitely had to make sure that we voted. Uh, we, we battled, you know, make sure that we, like said, cross our, eyes, you know, cross our eyes and dotted our T's and vice versa. <laughs> right. Um, but make sure that we had that, um. That understanding, and then not only just from like um the, who's going to be our next president, but then also down to who's leading us locally as well too. Right, right, I think that's right. part of um things some people don't actually like looking to and seeing who their judges is in their state, um and seeing who's doing what um on a local level of saying the yes and no's in their community and making those decisions. So I think we need to be in, up to the table and um we need to vote. We need to get some understanding. So this one even more so, um it definitely kind of perked on my ears like okay who's doing what around here. Um, I need to know who they are first name basis. So it's important.
1: Yeah, no, listen, man, I definitely agree. Um, one of the things that I will say is that when we talk about engaging the systems that govern the land, it is important that we participate. Uh, we there, There's a huge narrative out there that talks about, you know, well, if people won't make space for you at the table. Then you need to construct your own table. And that that has its place. Right. For sure, I believe that, you know, uh, first of all, God has a plan for our life. Then through our decision, it leads us to a destination, our destiny. So I think that our, our destiny is encased in our the decisions that we make. And so when you are a part of a system, if you don't incorporate your voice, then you are still subject to whatever the system decides. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal view on it is, yes, when we look at the personalities of the people. Uh, when we look at their work ethic, when we look at their history, uh, both candidates have some things that they to the American people need to answer for. Like remembering that the presidential office, according to the system, how they said it, I'm talking about how they said it, not necessarily how it's exercised, but that the presidential office is a public office uh, that's there to serve the people. Uh, the local offices, these these people who occupy these positions are supposed to be public servants. With the people's best interests at in mind, yeah. and if you've done business in, in any shape or form, you know that it, it is uh, bifurcated in its stance, meaning that that person has a responsibility to fully uh, materialize the the uh, the, uh, the objectives of the organization or the system, as well as meet the needs of the people. But yeah. what we see a lot of times in our public systems is that the objective of the organization or the system begins to outweigh the needs of the people and sometimes victimizes the marginalized and the minoritized. So if we do not engage, if we do not vote, what we're saying is that we're positioning ourselves honestly for more enslavement and for more victimization. Like we have people who have died for this vote. And while I understand, like until you're fully informed or Dr. Maya Angelou would say, uh when you know better we really this is an old adage in our community when we know better then we would do better um but my thing is this like i want you to feel conviction to know that your your yeah. vote your 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 privilege to vote it is soaked in the blood of your ancestors right and so uh so if you if you elect not to vote uh that blood speaks not just for you but it speaks to you right mm-hmm. so that's what i'm saying get out and vote listen the polls don't close to eight o'clock let's go all right so now that we have addressed that elephant in the room my question man in every shape form or facet whether you as a family man businessman um just uh you know your your self-identity what does the drawing board mean to you I throw that to both you uh D and to you Theo what does the drawing board mean to you personally what you say what you say Darius Wally Wally Richburg, what does it mean, my
2: brother? So a drawing board. I mean, basically, that's that's just basically you you setting up your own easel with your drawing board on there, and then you just painting a picture. Like we always talk about it, you know, like in the morning, you getting ready, you know, saying start speaking your start speaking life, start speaking how your day is going to go. That's what the drawing board is for your whole life experience. I mean, for one, when you when you sit back and you look at your life, and you can stay, stay, say or think to yourself. I want this to happen I want this to happen chances are it's going to happen if you speak it chances are it's going to happen if you draw it if you write out your day it's going to happen so the thing is about the drawing drawing experience is basically giving us a chance to draw how we want to do bring in um bring in other motivations from other people uh, us collectively and then you know and just basically put together our experience and you know and grow from there so that's the drawing board for me man.
1: Yes, sir. Now, do me before before Theo responds. Like walk me through, man. What what's been? Uh, and I know you've had several, uh, but just a, a practical point, man. Where you yourself had to go to the drawing board and you saw. I know you you real big into uh, speaking those things that be not as though they were uh, manifesting what it is that you think and believe, confessing yeah. those things. Right. So take us through, man. Just like give us a practical experience of that. Show us show us how to do it.
2: So, so how to draw, how to draw Yes, sir. get you some pens. and you know, those pins could be your faith. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I use it's before I start drawing, I make sure my faith is right. You know, you can't do anything without your faith. And I just remember times where I built things in my life that wasn't based on, but that wasn't solid. You know what I mean? So it fell. But when I built things on based on faith, you know what I mean? It stayed and endured. So when I go to draw, I make sure I got my faith right. I make sure that my mind yeah. is right. You know what I mean? So I can get a very, very vivid picture. You know what I mean? So
1: that's it. I and mean, that's, that's, that's an excellent point, man. So, and we, we're going to explore that more later in the conversation. What are the tools or the pens needed to approach the drawing board, right? So when we're talking about uh, challenging people to examine their life, and to reimagine the possibilities, there may be a lot of people who are standing right in front of the drawing board like, I really want to draw something, but I have no idea where to start. And I think faith is a critical point, a great starting point.
2: Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Yeah, Theo, what about you, man? What does the drawing board mean to you? Man, so I'm going to tell you what the drawing board means
0: to me in real time. I was going to be real discreet with like a decent background and everything like that, but I'm literally in the heart of the drawing board. <laughs> yes, sir. Me and some friends are out right now preparing to do a wall mural after this. All process. right. But the drum board means to me is um putting once more, just like him, your faith in the action, uh, but also your understanding and your awareness. So I'm literally in the heart of uh Fort Wayne. We're in the south side of town of Fort Wayne, and this is one of the first big murals that's going in the city. Yes, sir. It's by four artists, four black artists. Um, and what we're doing is what it means to me to be a board is literally writing the vision and making it plain. What that means to me as well, too, is you can apply it to every community and also yourself as well, too. Um, For me, being able to first intake and understand of what I can do and then be able to put it on paper um, or writing the vision and making it plain, to being able to go from there to actually put it in the steps, to actually bring it to life, to actually seeing that the end result so if you go in with the end in mind you cannot lose
1: oh that's excellent so essentially man what you just ironed out for us was in real time uh especially for those who are from the greater Fort Wayne area we know that the south side man it it was a a booming area where you know uh I grew up uh where a lot of us grew up and so the question I have man as you are uh participating in the revitalization of it. And here's what I'm going to take a point right there for all of my politicians, everybody that's listening, people who are making decisions, our communities in the African-American neighborhoods, they don't need to be gentrified. They need to be revitalized. That is the right. change that needs to come. They need to be revitalized. They need to be conti- rebuilt. Rebuilt means that it existed at one time, there was something of value. They don't need to be gentrified. They need <laughs> Be revitalized. So as you go, man, you're getting ready to paint the that mural on the wall drawing board in real time is literally. I ask people this question, D and Theo, have you exhausted the possibilities that currently exist within your opportunities? Have you exhausted wow. the possibilities that exist within your current opportunities? And most in generally, uh, the answer is no. Because we only are looking at it from one vantage point, right? So Theo, I've got a chance to see you paint, man. Uh, D, I've got a chance to see you work. And when we talk, and what I love about it is that uh, you take steps away from what you're doing to get another vantage point, to get another perspective before you go. When you get ready to go back to that drawing board, when you go back with your faith, when you go back to with those pens, D, that you're talking about. And so as we as we're looking at our country. Like literally, election day, we 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 dove in, right? And now it's time to take a step back, reimagine what the what the possibilities are within the current opportunity, and then go to work. So uh, let me ask you something, man. Just as a business, both of you guys are business owners. Uh, you hit the market. I, I believe that almost every market is saturated <laughs> uh, because everybody's trying to do you know similar things. Um, and I know just basic. Uh, business talks about identifying what your unique selling proposition is, but tell me, man, when you entered the market, uh, both of you with Fresh Laundry with with the Viger Corp, uh, man, Viger Group, talk to me, man. Where did those ideas germinate from? Where did they come from? First, D, tell me what is the Viger Group, brother?
2: Uh, Viger Group is basically a company. All right, so let me break it down to you. Um, Right after I had my um, clothing brand, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start this company. And my goal, was, my goal with, with the company was to basically create a group where I could have a bunch of individuals that could run multiple businesses and we all partner up together. and We all you know, form a group. So what ended up happening was the experiences that I went through, the knowledge that I crew worked with a lot of my different clients, I started setting up multiple, diff- multiple businesses. So a lot of these businesses actually formed up under the umbrella which was the Viger group. Um I run the company, you know what I mean, but I also look for different partners to manage my part, manage my different projects and also to bring on other projects where I can help them as well. So that's that's basically the formation of the Viger group.
1: Oh that's excellent. So listen, let me go ahead and let them know that those are uh, the buttery soft cotton the buttery soft teas that you saw everybody talking about and posting uh, that said the drawing board nation, the one that had the two-tone gray and black. I'll just Mm -hmm. put it out there. The Viger group, they are the ones that handled all my printing. They handled all my labels. They handled the, uh, he made sure that I had the, the, he helped me upgrade and level up uh, as far as the quality of the shirt that I was printing. And listen, uh, I got it. I don't know if I should let the cat out the bag, but we got a big project that's coming down the line, and so I'll, I'll hold it. I'll hold off. I'll hold off. But I do want people to know that the Viger Group uh, is solely responsible for helping me get that merchandise out. So salute to you, man. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, help me. And uh, thank you for helping me with that work. So listen, Theo, fresh laundry, man. You hanging laundry in London? You you hanging laundry in you in Fort Wayne? Like, tell me how it started, brother.
0: Man, it started, man, literally in a load of dirty clothes. <laughs> and I, All didn't, right. I, I, didn't, I didn't have an identity of myself. And um, I find myself sobbing in a load of, cl- of, of clothes. And uh, fast forwarding, man, it was like I got this revelation that um, um, pretty much God talked to me, created me a clean hearted renewal, a right spirit, or a steadfast spirit within me. And I relate that to being like literally in my dirty clothes to like me hanging fresh laundry. So anytime that I hang my artwork, I hang that as my laundry. And um, mm-hmm. with that, I'm a, um, I'm, a, I'm a man of many hats. I'm a muralist. I am an artist. I am I'm an art director. I'm an art consultant. I am an art, um, pretty much anything you, you got your hands in, I know something of. Um, and with that, I'm able to be able to create witty things and, and ways and perspectives to, to create with all kind of walks of life. And I think that was the ultimate goal. The cherry on top of everything is the art is a byproduct, but it's more so to bring people together and gain understanding and knowledge of everybody, every creed, every color of people. To be able to find art in these spaces, but more so make conversational pieces or create a conversation about who's who in the world and how can we come together. And this
1: happened to be through art. I just happened to be chosen to do it with. So let me let me ask you, Theo. Um uh-huh. in in specifically in America, man, what they what they talk mm-hmm. about in our community specifically, they talk about this generational divide, right? Uh where the yep. wisdom to move forward. Is still locked in the hearts and the mind of our elders. And the innovation to create a new is in the hearts of our young people. Or they call what the Bible says, they call the old man because he's wise and the young man because he's strong. But if there's yeah. not a conversation happening where the wisdom and the strength can combine, how can we leverage art? Or in what way are you leveraging art, man, to heal that generational divide?
0: It's funny you mention that, and this even happened, like I said, even though I'm right here at this mural right here, it starts with your day-to-day walk. I literally had a chance before I started on this mural project that we're doing. Um, a little kid came off a school bus and asked me, hey, what are you doing here? And I was like, hey, I'm here to paint something in your in your in your community. What do you think should go on this wall? And so being able to engage with generationally, but then also give them some spearhead of what I'm going to put on this wall, um, which is going to be literally simple. The word truth is going on this wall. A big, The big word, like literally truth, and some um, some witty abstract designs are going onto the wall. Why we'll I have to walk him through why I did this, and what is it going to do for him and his community, and how many people is going to bypass this place every day to see this. It'll be hundreds upon thousands of people that's going to be able to see this mural. So I'm engaging and bridging that gap. And I think that's, a, um, being an artist, you happen to to dabble with a lot of either generational or um, just just people in general, and I'm able to have, like I said, conversation in depth, and that's me bridging the gap, if you will. That's me versus being a ladder and just trying to climb to my next des- destination. I'm trying to be a bridge, so I'm trying to be a, an avenue between generationals, uh, where you know, you know, you go to like a family reunion or something like that, and all the kids are hanging out together and all old people are hanging out together. I'm that right. person that wants to be able to bridge the gap between both generations. That way, we could be on one accord with things.
1: You know, man, I got a I got a challenge for you. I always have challenges, as you know, on my show, and so yes. I want another piece. Yep. I want I want another piece of artwork, okay? Uh, and you know, I, here's what I want, man. I want it to reflect this principle: wisdom and sh- wisdom and strength, right? And okay. I wanted to, that scripture that talks okay. about uh, we call it the old because they're wise and the young because they're strong. I don't know what you're gonna paint. I don't even want to dictate, you know, what it would look like. But I want that piece as soon as you finish with it. I'm on it. That's my I'm, that'll be my second piece of fresh laundry that I'm hanging in Ebron Estates.
0: Challenge accepted. I take it.
1: All right. And D, let me ask you, brother, yes, uh, you you redefine uh, what people generally think of when they call a creative uh, mm-hmm. because you are a creative as well. And, and your medium happens to be business. Tell me, uh, D, how are you uh, bridging the gap, brother, between the older generation and the younger generation, the wisdom and the strength through your work. How do you combine those two?
2: Well, that's a good question. I think what I do is basically I I I always try to form a platform with me being able to create a platform. So you may have like a I get a lot of older people that may that, that may basically say, okay, I worked twenty plus years at this job, so now I'm looking to start my own business. You know, so I basically kind of lay out the blueprint for them so they can start their own business. At the same time, I'll get a, y- a lot of young people that say, hey, I'm looking to be an entrepreneur. Sometimes I connect the young with the old, you know what I mean, to form something that's greater than the, Like you said, bring the wisdom, you know what I'm saying, and then you bring the youth and the vitality, and you know what I mean, and then there you go. You may have something happening. So that's kind of how I like to do it. I just like to bridge people together.
1: Yeah, when, when I when I think about you, D, honestly, man, you you become the amalgamation of both of those, those, the, the, the strength and, and the, and the youth, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. wisdom and the strength. Yeah. I see the gray kicking in. I see it, I see it, but actually like getting a chance, just the, the spirit, the, the youth in your spirit, uh, you know, your strength, uh, and your courage to try new things and like and getting, the, if anybody has had a chance to engage with you, uh, in any conversations, uh, one thing that I know is that you always see the possibility, right? Like, Like, no, no is never a consideration. Like, this is what we want to do. This is this. We'll figure out the how, but the possibility definitely, definitely exists. Um, And I think that's where faith and hope meet. And so you within yourself embody like that principle uh, of being in a generation where you were around the older people to gain to gain the wisdom. And then experientially, you got 30 plus years as an entrepreneur. And you keep your ear to the streets uh, so that, you know, the youth are still there speaking because you're willing to listen. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, man, I just want to say I love what you're doing with your family. Uh, you, you have your daughter that's an entrepreneur and, you know, you're teaching your children about ownership. And so I think that's huge, man. Of course, I can't shout out the, the children without shouting out your, your wife, Crystal. Yes. Shout out to Crystal. Definitely. Yes. She's she's killing the game. And uh appreciate you. appreciate what's happening at McCaskill Manor over there.
0: <laughs>
1: <That's hilarious. laughs> yes, sir. So listen, talk to the people, man. Um, when we talk about the Viger group meets fresh laundry, meets uh Stark Reality, and we all converge under this umbrella called the drawing board. Man, what's some things that you just vision cast that you see potentially happening? Start with you, Theo. I- what do you see, brother? Um, I can
0: see um, not only because, of course, the podcast is doing very, very well. Um, I see an app in the future. I can see something that you have, something that you relate to people on a day-to-day basis, uh, whether it be something like a, a quote of yours or something of a of a of a value figure um, to be able to kind of help start jumpstart the day or the week. Um, I can also see, um, I don't know, just another book. <laughs> All <right>. Yes, sir. <laughs> can't go wrong with another book um i think it's necessary um especially from a black male's perspective man i think it's necessary right now and um it's important but between those two things that app is going to be key that's going to be some life-changing things
1: okay listen i received challenge accepted and listen i don't have to go far to make the app happen the only thing i have to do is say to the viger group <laughs> mm. hey listen we need mm. to get an app popping. <laughs> Let's go. I, I, all right yes, i think that's a green light Yeah, I like that. What do do you think, D? What do you see, man? Just vision cast. What do you see happening from this this convergence?
2: You're already doing it. I mean, like I said before with the conference, I think that's going to be one of the biggest platforms that you're going to create is just the conference. Um, I told you before, I see a a huge conference after this pandemic is over. You know, thousands of people just formulate, you know, people getting advice, people getting um, building off experience. People just, you know what I'm saying, just catching that whole vibe of what you're doing. And I think a lot of people need to hear that. And then also just you being able to just, just you, you alone. I mean, just from what you do, your tenacity and all of that, that's being shown. Like I told you before, that was always a test. You know what I mean? So that test is getting us to right here. So that test creates that energy, that same energy that you're delivering right now. So, like with you, you actually give me that energy. You know what I mean? So it's like, Wow. I can see you giving that energy to thousands and thousands of people upon thousands of people. So that's why I see the drawing board going, man.
1: Oh, I received that. And listen, uh, both of you brothers have, uh, you know, we believe that by faith. So we consider that already done. Uh, we spoke it out. It's going to happen. It's coming to pass. And I'll be honest with you, man, I'm going to vision cast, uh, what I would love to see uh, because there are so many local voices I feel that don't, aren't receiving the the type of acknowledgement or platform uh, to make a difference in their community, whether it's because of gatekeepers, whether it's because of lack of resources, whether there are a myriad of different factors that could be trying to suppress this next voice. And so what I want to do, man, is I want to travel across the nation uh, and then reach out to the world. Uh, I want to do a drawing board in every urban area uh, within America. So I want to do a drawing board. Um, you know, LA. I want to do a drawing board, uh, Dallas. I want to do a drawing board, Atlanta. I want to do a drawing board, Fort Wayne. I want to do, and I'm talking about the conference, and then we'll have one large conference where, uh, you know, we'll be able to have all of the people in the nation converge in that one area. And so, man, listen, it's going down. Drawing board, Cleveland. Uh, Name some other urban areas. Like, I want to be there because I think some of the greatest answers lie among the people who have had the greatest struggle. So, yeah, that's where that's that's where we're headed, man. I, I'm geeked. I'm excited about that. Uh, and when we talk about uh, revitalizing Fort Wayne, Theo, listen, man, we we have uh, I think the work that you and I are going to collaborate on as it relates to the drawing board. Man, it's, it's going to phenomenally impact what's happening on the south side. So yeah, Theo, t- tell me man, and I I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. This is all just organic. What is your vision that you have for the south side of Fort Wayne?
0: I want to know, well, I, I want people to know not just um um cuz people already on the south side know of their value. I want people to know that's that's in this um the city and in this state because we're the second largest um city that's in Indiana. Um, to know what kind of potential that we have here, what kind of um, young professionals that we have here. That's from the south side. Uh, I'm a product from the south side. Um, you know, I grew up and I'm an implant here as well too. So coming uh, from St. Louis by way of Detroit to here, uh, who would ever thought I was a Detroit first and then came here south side? Yes, um, sir. You know, yes, sir. Uh, shout, shout out to Oak Park area. You know, Southfield. Um, All right, Mr. Corn Beef Sandwiches. But um, <laughs> but being <laughs> in for. <laughs> But being in Fort Wayne, man, it, it has this um, this stigma of, like, being from the south side of town that um, it's no good here or it's always trouble here. Um, but most places, if you go out west, 80% of the, the money cash flow is coming from the south side of town alone from to the west side. Um, and that's, like, a kind of a more prestige area, if you will. Um, but I want people to know that you have a lot of people that come from this area that that has done great things. And we're still developing great things on the south side of town. Um, like I said, I'm I'm literally an example. I'm literally out here right, right now getting ready to make sure that I'm doing my part to make sure that my city is beautiful everywhere. And um, I sit on a lot of platforms and everything like that. And I, I know a lot of connections, but it's important that I'm here doing this project even today. Um, so that's that's definitely my goal to make sure that the south side is beautiful. It's thriving and um, for give people a second look and um, understanding that, hey, if you if you could trust me to be over here, you can trust anybody else to come over here, too.
1: Listen, I firmly agree. And with you mentioning that, Theo, like, take me to um, remember we were talking about the idea for me. I'm always curious uh, in an artist's mind. And it's different for different people. Talk to me about what happens in between each brushstroke. So like I. Yeah. So like watching you paint for me, like I'm I'm trying to think I'm like. What is happening in his mind, his heart, his spirit in between each brushstroke? Uh, when when I see you put uh you know put the put the pin, let me say, and I'm and, and we're I'm using something figurative and literal. When I say brush strokes, I'm also talking about what Darius was saying, like in between activating your faith uh, in your own personal life, what happens between the brushstroke, the activation and the application, right? Like Whatever happens there determines what happens next. So talk to me, Theo. What is the process, my brother, between what happens between brushstrokes? Man, it's the synergy, man. It's the, the, best, the best way
0: to describe it. Synergy of knowing that my next move, I move in confidence, that I move in boldness because, of course, it may look similar to where I've been through before I've but it set me up for something greater and it's for a bigger picture. So not only just physically but literally and figuratively that anything that i put my mind to if i can do it with this experience my next experience is going to be greater and so for example if i'm painting if i'm painting and i just and i'm in my zone i have every thought and emotion and action in one stroke where i can think about everything that's going on like for example when i was on stage i remember everything that happened every emotion, every feeling that I was feeling during that time. So if I could take that and capture that into my everyday life, I'm I'm even learning that now to um, how was I feeling at the moment or, or, or was I confident in, the, in this area or was I, uh, was I scared? Was I, was I angry? Was I, you know, inspired? And I'm taking all these emotions and making sure I'm, pu- I'm putting them into a safe place where I can have more on display to know what I need to do better at or, um, or hold back from, if that makes sense.
1: No, that, that that makes listen, that makes tons of sense. And um we uh Darius had to run, so it's you and I. And uh yes, I understand if yeah. you have to run as well, because I no, we hear, listen, man. I know that I know the daylight, I know that you're out there, but hey, listen, I think you said something very key, Theo, that I want to highlight for a second. You said in between brush strokes, you were able to, to determine, which means you were self aware not yes. only were you confident you were self aware and so in light of whatever happens with this election people should make decisions from a self aware awareness place and you said you have to give your emotions a safe place let's talk about that for a second giving sure. your like the, the seat of your emotions which i know happens to be your soul your mind your will your emotions So what I'm really talking about is the seed of the soul, right? That's a book. Somebody should check that out. But uh, literally, like, finding a safe place for your emotions. Unpack that for me. What does that mean? It's, It's definitely unpacking it. So twofold. First, for unpacking, you
0: have to give yourself permission to unpack. You have to have the awareness and understanding that you can unpack. But then also, too, are you doing it into a manner where it is healthy? And I think a lot of people can okay. just, you see, and you see a lot of people that are, whether they be angry and they, and they'll show them their actions. And, you know, first so, so a man that thinking is, you know, in his mind, so shall he be, correct? So Absolutely. Wherever you, you, you take those emotions and, but versus you have to separate the feelings from the truth. And I think mm. first you have to unpack. So me being able to paint everything out or get or, or being able to have a, a safe place to, um, um, you know, unpack or de- debrief and then re-examine of, hey, why did I do this? Or what is this reason for? Why is, why is my actions this way? Or why is my emotion this way? But then also, too, let's go to the emotion side as well, too. Because sometimes our emotions can be tricky and it could fail us. I know my emotions change like a baby's diaper sometimes.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm with
0: you. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> but, but then also, does it make it right, though? So just because I may have displayed something in my emotions or acted on my emotions, did it line up with my truth or my values or my, my standards or even God's standards. Um, I think once we have a safe place to be able to unpack that and do whatever we need to do and reevaluate and genuinely do such, we'll be okay in the long run. And not only will we give ourselves permission, but then we'll have the guts to bring in somebody else and say, Hey, do you mind if you check on me or tell me how I am, and I give you permission to do so too? A yeah, that's called a, that. that's called accountability. 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 Yeah. So when yeah.
1: you're gathered, <laughs> there Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. Let me tell you. I was uh, Chantel Smith from Fort Wayne. Yeah, she she put a quote up today that said, uh, "Sometimes accountabilities can feel like someone is attacking you." when you're not prepared to realize how your actions could be potentially harming someone. And I'm paraphrasing, but and I said, "Oh man, listen, that was that was a gem." Because mm-hmm. when someone's trying to hold you accountable in an area where you haven't matured to the point to take ownership of your actions and how your even if your intent is right. And that's where we your intent can be 100% in the right place. But Definitely. the impact of your actions could cause someone harm. And so people Indeed. say, Well, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Well, I understand you didn't mean it that way, but the impact of your actions harms someone. And so now you being self-aware need to take ownership to heal the harm. That's essentially what I do every day uh in schools with restorative practices, right? Mm-hmm. To restore. Uh, where the, uh, the harm has taken place, so listen, man, Theo, brother, I know it, it's a quarter teal, and man, I appreciate you fully coming on the 100th show, my brother. Listen, and uh, we're going to pray yes. for those. I, I don't want to end without acknowledging those who are on the front line serving as essential workers. We, yes. we are still in the midst of a global pandemic, uh, it, it is impacting others, uh, in different ways, so we're praying for those who have been impacted in their health and or finance. Let me just declare this before I let you go, Theo. The Bible declares that, guess what? That the angel shall rise, talking about Christ, with healing in his wings. Uh, The Bible also declares that he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, that the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes that we are healed. Isaiah 53 and and 5. First Peter 2 and 24 confirms that in the New Testament. Then we get a chance to see Isaiah 55 and 11 tells us that so shall our word be that going forth out of our mouth, it shall not return unto us void, but it shall accomplish that which we please and prosper whereunto the thing it has been sent. So right now we send healing to every person that is afflicted in their body. And in the New Testament, the new covenant, sickness, disease, and infirmity are illegal in the body of the believer. All we have to do is to declare our rightful authority and take dominion. And every root of sickness, infirmity, and disease was either one or two things. A poor choice on how we chose to govern our life with what we consume and or a spiritual attack. And if it's a spiritual attack, then we as believers have the right to arrest that infirmity spirit and to declare that it must go in the mighty name of Jesus. And so I just had to release that really quick to all of my brothers and sisters and then to those who are afflicted in their finances. The Bible declares that our God shall supply what? All of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He then begins to tell us that if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our heavenly father give unto us? The Bible says that Jesus told us He said, whatever you ask in my name, that he'll give it to you. He said, so what? Whatever you pray to the Father in my name, believing that you're receiving, you shall have it. So I want to move some mountains right quick, Theo. The Bible says that if we agree on earth, it shall be done of the Father which is in heaven. So we agree that every mountain of debt. That every mountain of sickness, that every mountain of discouragement, that every mountain of anxiety, that every mountain of violence and affliction, that it is moved now, cast into the sea. And guess what? It won't come unto you again. Somebody saying, Ebron, I've been sick and I've been sick again. Well, the Bible says the curse comes not but not causeless. But this sickness, this infirmity shall not come again to you a second time. You better speak that word of faith. When that when you feel that symptomatic piece, speak a word of faith, and watch your body have to obey. So all that work. being said, listen. This is the drawing board, all right? That's the that's, that's the that's
0: the blueprint actually of everything that you're doing. I'm sorry, I have to say that everything that a person is going through, the blueprint is speaking, believing, and moving. Yes, sir. Faith without working is dead, man. So that you, this is the. This is the foundation of the blueprint. This is the foundation of the drawing board.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, listen, man, I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together. Uh, this is just oh, the beginning. Oh, uh, man, the project that you and I have on deck. Man, listen, I I can't wait to give you that call this week to let you know. Uh Hey, items received. And listen, I can't wait, bro. And uh I'll be headed to Fort Wayne shortly thereafter. Everything is, you know, man, I, I can't let the cat out the bag. I'll wait. I'll wait. Fire. But uh again, uh I tell people this, Theo. I want to get I want them to know how can they find you though. Where can they find you at?
0: So you can find me at freshlaundry.com. Of course, fresh is spelled differently. It's spelled with P H R E S H laundry.com. Or if you find me on Instagram at that laundry. Um, and that way, if you want to just chop it up, let's talk more in life, like in real life. Uh, let's; Those are my outlets to hit me up. And I love to talk to you. I love to hear from people, not just on art, but just just swapping life with each other, because guess what? At the end of the day, we all here together. So
1: let's talk. Yes, sir. So. I close this out with this. Theo, our future is not behind us. It is not before us. It is within us. And it. this is the Drawing Board Podcast, the 100th show. And, and listen, show 101 is it, getting ready to be bananas. So uh, if, you have any, if you have supported us in any way, please make sure you comment on this video. If you have any questions and or concerns, please comment on the video. Listen, the first person to drop a comment in the video about how you felt supported or not, I have a book and a shirt that I'll mail directly to you. You see the new merch I got on? Yeah, it's the blue sweatshirt. Also, I got another project coming out. It's called Here I Am. Let me see. Here I Am, based upon 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4. Read that again. Before Samuel ever runs to Eli, he hears the Lord's voice, and he says, here I am. And then he runs to he runs to, to Eli and said, did you call me? So here's something we got to know, Theo. Our dreams may change. Our goals may change. Our ambition may change. But our gifts, our callings, and our purpose never changes. Never. <laughs> so, hey, listen, I can, we, hey, we can chop it up forever, man. So to all the sure. listeners, first person to drop the comment in there about how the drawing board has impacted them, you get a shirt and you get a book. And we say peace to you. All right, Theo, I know you're getting ready to go out there and create, man, something crazy out there. In fact, yeah. let's end it by saying truth. Truth. I love it. <laughs> All right, bro, Peach. Uh-